Welcome to Mentoring a Moron. I'm Travis Pepper, and in this show, my moron and I take on your recommendations of what to watch, read, listen to, and be inspired by. And based on your feedback, we're pretty bad at it. This week, we review the movie Inside I'm Dancing and the self-titled album from Django Django, and during which Luke finally learns how I discovered what emotions are while he struggles with some of his own, as we reflect on whether we take life for granted. But first, let me make this all a little bit clearer with a song. If you sometimes feel like a moron, don't worry, we've got one too. Because we're not that clever, but we make it all up with our can-do attitude. So if you like a bit of banter with me and this old wanker, we've got just the thing for you. We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. So it's lu- it's lucky that I didn't have a um, album to do. Because I'd have been yeah. ST ruggling. I so. I had a other than just the album that I obviously have uh, listened to and reviewed. I had a complete nostalgia um, moment about all of this kind of uh, emo music that I listened to as a teenager, oh, and Christ. it was that I've just realised like I, st- I didn't see so many bands. There were so many bands. Oh. I was like, oh, I'll catch them next time. And they broke up. They're like, they broke up. They haven't done anything or yeah. like they don't play any of the songs that I listened to back in the day because they've all got their new albums out. Like I'd have loved to have seen Fallout Boy, but they've got all this like, they play all their pop songs at the moment. And I'm a bit like, yeah, oh, I can't, is it worth buying a ticket now or will I just be disappointed? And it's a bit like, well, let's mm. go and see Fallout Boy now. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd have been disappointed back then. As well as now. <laughs> no, I'm easily impressed. It's fine. Yeah. You no, you I mean, I think like anything, if you don't go, you'll regret it. Like, um it's like the thing that happened to me with Oasis. I was meant to see Oasis and they didn't turn up and I was fuming. Um I must have told but, you this story. But if they I guess not much has because obviously they haven't been doing stuff between They've not done like, anything since. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if they they've, did a reunion, done, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like they'd be playing all their new. I don't know, featuring Jay Z tracks that you wouldn't have expected, but they're, they're doing it now for the money. You seen Jay Z though? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no Oasis. You're the worst indie fan ever. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it was a really, really weird. So gig, I said it's a weird gig. It was the weirdest lineup. It was at Wembley, mm-hmm. and it was Girls Aloud, followed nice. by the XX, followed by Jay Z, followed by Coldplay. So what this was a like selection of this was like Radio One sponsored or no, like no Radio gig. Six. It was Coldplay's v, v, Viva La Vida uh, tour. You know, I used to rule the world. The seas would rise when I gave the word. So wait, you had so Coldplay headlining. Jay Z was below. Yeah, is Jay Z smaller than Coldplay? What height wise? I don't know. I mean, Chris Martin's pretty short. Really? Do you know he looks like a tall, lanky guy? 
What? Nah, I don't think he's that tall, is he? How, How tall is Chris Martin? Should, is we, do quick, should we do a quick Google? Chris, Chris Martin. Christopher Martin. Why well, don't do that voice again? Stop it. It's taller than me. It's taller, taller than you. <laughs> come to bring us sugar and tea he's, and rum. He's 10 centimetres taller than me. Take our leave and go. Oh, you you done it? Yeah. One metre 86. Da, da, da. So what? He's taller than us, is he? Yeah. Ten centimetres taller than me. Well, that is not hard. And then more centimetres taller than you. So More centimetres. More centimetres. Um, yeah, it was because they, they, Coldplay have a track, don't they? Oh, well, they've got lots of tracks. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they have a couple. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe another one or two in their repertoire. <laughs> in their repertoire, their repertoire. Um, they they got a track called "Lost." Mm. Just because I'm losing, I don't know. Doesn't mean I'm lost. It's a good track. Um, and they did a version which is on the Spotify. Um, with Jay-Z, uh, but he came back on, you know, like they did that thing oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they start playing it and then like you don't expect it and they're like, oh, Jay-Z. And then he comes back on and everyone gets really excited again and he says some words and then he fucks off again and everyone goes mental. Yeah. And you're like, okay, geezer's nicking a living, but fair enough. It's um, like the... Um, no, I take if- that back. Jay-Z's not nicking a living. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most outlandish would you, would you would you say made. that to him like if he was here just, right, mate. <laughs> when he comes on the podcast i'll tell him jay yeah, yeah. you're nicking a living mate you're nicking a living um, <laughs> but it's but when it the good? um when the headline band has like one of the supporting bands featuring on a track that was released before the tour you're like oh yeah they're gonna come on and they're gonna perform it but when i saw bands and it was awkward when like the lead singer of the headlining band had featured on like one of the other tracks of mm-hmm. one of the other bands and mm-hmm. they play it and you would always think like oh are they going to actually come out and feature on the track because it's like too uh, or is that going to ruin the surprise when they come out on stage so it's have seen bands where it's just like oh would have been nice if like the lead singer of the main band had come out and sung the song that he wrote with the other band but then yeah. like it's like oh no it'll ruin, it'll ruin the image like for when they finally reveal and everyone's a bit rock star about it but it was... Um, rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Um, but I'll do it. Give me a laugh. What was I going to say? No, I didn't. Uh, do, you know, do you know who did appear on at that gig? Or who it was actually like, oh, fucking hell, look who that is. Was Simon Pegg. Simon, <laughs> Simon Pegg appeared and played the harmonica. And he came on, he played the harmonica, and then he disappeared again. And it was mental. And I, that, that, that did get me, because I was like, oh, Shaun of the Dead. He's up there yeah. doing his thing. That's pretty good. Um, which was cool. By the way, have we, have we started? I've started. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, cool. Have you started? Well, I, just did, I just didn't know. Sometimes we have the little jingle, <laughs> don't we, to ourselves and stuff to keep to get us psyched. But um, yeah, I was just checking. Yeah, so how did we get onto that? How did we get onto Jay-Z and Coldplay? Because we were yes. talking about music because you didn't have... Oh, because you had the um, song stuck in your head that you were just singing all week. The Wellerman one. Oh, well, man one. stuck it. I've it's had it been stuck all over in my head s- all week. Social media and stuff like I that. I know. And I've just literally, like, do you know what's so annoying? Do you ever get that thing when you're like, I don't know if you'll get this or not, but I get this thing where I can't get stuff out of my head and my, and my brain is whirling. And I'm like, right, you need to get that out your head before you go to bed. Otherwise, there's going to be trouble tonight. Yeah. There's a word for that in out. German. 
It's called a, it's called an orvom, which is an earworm. That's what I, an orvom. An orvom. It's, it's say orvom. Orvom. It's an e- earworm. So yeah, that's like when you can't get a song out of your head. It's uh, it's called an earworm. Orvom. Yeah. So you yeah, had an well, earworm all week. I've had an earworm all week and literally I'll be like, right, read a book, read this bloody book that I've got to read for the Travis Pepper show, this fictional piece of crap. And, um, <laughs> oh, <God. they're- laughs> you're so bad at this. <laughs> um, it's like, it's and- like saying I'm, I'm not going to listen to music that has bass guitars in it. It's got to be synth basses only. So, well, if that's what you like, then that's what you like. There was some kid wasn't there who lost his eyesight because he only ate sausage and chips, you know? And if what? like that's what... That's if, what there was that, a chap, wasn't there? He are lost you saying that's eyesight. the price you'll pay? <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is, if he's entitled to eat sausage and chips, surely I'm entitled to read the books I want to read. Well, yeah. But I, you'd probably go blind, apparently. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. And you'd really just... go blind for it. <laughs> sausage. Let me just do a quick Google. Sausage and chips blind, kid. Sausage blind and sausage. chips. Because I don't want to give... Uh, I don't want to give our listeners blind child. Let's see what happens. Teenager goes um, blind after living on diet of <laughs> chips and sausages, ITV. Yeah. The Travis Pepper Show, where we bring you all of the relevant knowledge. Oh, um, and and partially deaf. So you, you're yeah, halfway he, there. We shouldn't really joke about it because he ended up in a pretty pretty sour state, um, just because he didn't get any nutrients and he just lived off sausage and chips. Hmm. Yeah. Where's the breakdown in uh, in planning there? It's like the kid from who who lives on what was it? Chicken Nuggets is his, his life. Have you seen that video? Oh, is that the one where it's like... Um, they get the Chicken n- Nuggets are oh, my favourite or whatever he says. Yeah, what does he say? Chicken nuggets, is my, uh, chicken nuggets is my life or something like that. Oh, I don't and know it, if I've seen him. It's the, it's, it's the... One of those crappy American TV shows where they get like Super Nanny to come in oh, and yeah, yeah, fix yeah, the yeah, place up. And he, and, he, and he buggers off to his nan's house. It's like, <laughs> it's like Lawrence left and he's like back 14 hours there. Because he, he goes, you'll never see this face again. Like he does something like that, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> never seen me in this neighborhood. he goes to his nan's for chicken nuggets and comes back. I have seen that video. <laughs> I have seen that video. Would you be like that, wouldn't it? Because uh, non-fiction books are my life. <laughs> Self-help yeah, books is my life. You can't take Self- away my self-help books. Wim Hof. Well, I love Wim Hof. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm a huge Wim Hof fan. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I do this every time somebody mentions his name now. I just salute him. Um, um, I am getting sucked into the whim, if there is such a thing. How, how's it going? Um, How is the Wim Hofing going? The Wim Hof, mate, I'm, mate, I am literally like cold as ice now. You should see me. I'm like... Cold um, as ice. You're willing to sacrifice. I don't know why my shoulders go up when I do that. My shoulders go because you're cold. Because you're as cold as ice. You're you're shivering. Sacrifice. You look like like some kind of creature, Um, mate. This morning I was in the cold shower for three minutes. Have you measured how cold your shower is? Eleven degrees. Okay. Got the got the thermometer in there, didn't we? Okay, that's eleven degrees. Okay, that's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know how cold mine is. It feels a lot mm. colder, but yeah, it's um, 
It definitely took me a while. Like, if I'm honest and open with you, it took me 12 days until I got down to the full cold. And this is the tap all the way the way down. Okay. So like now it's the tap all the way down, but it took me 12 days to get there. But this morning, and it, so what, what I do... You, okay. I just want to know if you slam it on. Like. I was about to tell you, but you kept trying to interrupt me because you're rude. Um, I didn't even tell you about my earworm as well, by the way. We've completely forgot about that. Uh, well, it's the just, one you were singing, weren't you? Yeah, we can forget that earworm. <laughs> um, what were we talking about now? Oh my God. <laughs> cold showers. Oh, cold showers. Um, so, right, I, I, I'm there and I'm in the bath. Well, shower bath and the shower's on. And then my phone is like on the side of the bath and I do the hey Siri. You know, when you go hey Siri and he wakes up, um, I I do that. And then he and then I say set a timer for, for three minutes. And then what I do is I get in like, timer set for three minutes. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> what's the what's the do 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 Countdown. do do boom. Um so I jump in, I kind of go halfway and then mm, I get uh, the okay. cold I get the cold shock. And, uh-huh. I, and I, I probably do like 10 breaths. I get comfortable with that and then I go full welly. So I try to, because I set the timer for three minutes, I try to get, I, well, I, I will within the minute get to the full cold and then I just hold on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just say to myself, I'm warm, I'm warm, I am warm, I am warm, <laughs> as I'm breathing. <laughs> do, do you want to yeah. know why I do that? I read a... I read a se- I read a self help book. Shock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was all completely fictional. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I read a self help book that uh, basically is, is is a mindset focused book, and it kind of says that say you're injured, yeah, mm. and you are you're saying to yourself in your head, "I want to recover from injury." This book claims if you're using the word injury, your body is thinking injury, so therefore you stay injured. What you should think is, I'm healed, I'm better, and then that will trick your body into it. So I use that in the cold. Instead of saying, like, I can resist the cold, I just keep telling myself I'm warm. I'm just like, I'm warm, I'm warm, Mm. I'm warm, I'm warm as I'm breathing. And I can hang on in there. Um, Have you had had stingy head yet? Stingy head? It's not a sex position, before you ask. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not something it's, I'd pursue as a sex position, I don't think. What you have to do is the person that's giving has to fill their mouth with Tabasco, and then they just go, they just go for it. <laughs> Stingy head. <laughs> Mouthful of uh, lemon juice. <laughs> Wasabi and mustard. No, no, oh, I haven't. Yeah. So I've... I'm, I get stingy head. I haven't properly done any of his breathing techniques. So I'm only doing like the basic level of cold shower, which is like have a shower and then at the end just go down to cold, brave it for as long as you can get out. So that's all I've been doing. But the thing that kind of, um, this is, this is so insignificant to the grand scheme of what like you're trying to do with the cold showers or what one's trying to do. But what really gets me is, when it, in my shower, the temperature control, it's like down on the bath tap. It's not like up here. So in order to like adjust the temperature, you need to kind of like 
bend over. So to do a gradual adjust, you're kind of like, I'm like hunched over like a little <laughs> old bear, just like, oh, it's so fucking cold. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to stand there in the shower in like a power pose and be like, yes, bring it on, turn the cold down, I can do this. But I can't right. do that. I have to kind of like crouch over and it's like, you know, showers behind me it's like it's about to jump me or something and i'm but like oh fuck if you it. fart you'll shit yourself in that position it's like guaranteed you can't hold yeah, it in it is, um that's basically okay. it so yeah. first thing i'd say is get colder as your shower goes on so that's what mm -hmm. i've started doing instead of getting to the end and being like okay i'm now going to do the whack it's a cold thing i start it's warm and then i'm like i wash my body or whatever i start washing my hair but as i'm having my shower i'm turning it down mm. to, and then adjusting to it slightly so that yeah. when like, I'm not just going from the hot to the cold. I'm kind of working my way slowly down to cold. That's one thing I do. And then, right, okay, so if you imagine I'm like, le oh, legs No, thank apart. you. This no, thank so you. This is so I'd rather weird. not. So anyway, but, we've got some reviews to do today. Um. <laughs> um, but basically, what I was going to say is I have my, like, because I don't wash my hair every day, so I have my, like, arms against the wall and it running onto the back of my neck down my body. And then I'll just turn it to cold. I'll just get in that position and just start breathing and just hope for the best. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting done from behind. Jeez. It kind of is a little bit like... <laughs> just give it to me. I can take it. It is a little bit, it's a little bit like that. Um, mm. So um, what, one other thing, whilst we're talking about being naked and stuff, I guess this ties in quite nicely. So um, I was sent a uh, article by a friend of mine called the Turkish Bin Man. And um, oh, okay. yeah. he, he sent me this article and he was like, this would be useful for the podcast. This would be like good content for your podcast. So I was like, okay, yeah, I have a look at it, read it, and I thought I'd share it with you because it, I never know, it might come in handy. Mm -hmm. Basically, hackers have started mm -hmm. um, locking up people's penises. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah, with the chastity belt <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I had to go get mine sorted out at support, yeah. If one of us was to have a little cock clamp, it would definitely be you. You would have a cock clamp. Absolutely me. not. <laughs> what, what? What? I don't. I, I was trying to figure out what the point in them is. Basic. Well, it stopped. Why do you want it? Why do you want a little jail cell for your penis? Well, when you start to get an erection, it yeah hurts, and then it stops, and then people get off on that in a way. So it stops an erection. Hmm. Or like. I guess the idea is it punishes you for getting an erection. I don't know. It gives you a little electric shock. Well, no, just by you're mm. in a cage and when your willy gets bigger, it starts to hurt because it can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Your willy's in a cage. But then ima imagine that because I was thinking about it and I was like, to be fair, if I was, if I had a little willy cage on and a hacker had stolen it, so, so basically, I guess for people that are listening, these things are connected. They're locked. These penis clamps are locked by your mobile phone. And there's an API that hackers have been able to get into, mm. play around with the software, and they've been able to remotely control this thing, lock it so that the person that's wearing it can't unlock it. And they're basically then saying, you know, they're demanding a ransom so they can yeah. to get their penis back. Um, well, if they get... 
if the guy, if you've got, if you're the kind of person that has got a wheelie clamp and then you've got someone else controlling it, maybe yeah. probably the idea of some random hackers getting control of it might be like your biggest sexual fantasy ever. That might maybe. be like amazing. It's like, oh, I'm dabbling in this kind of bondage thing. My partner's got an app and then suddenly, hey, some stranger on the internet, I have complete control over you. It's like, ooh, <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah, Vlad- <laughs> Vladimir in Russia has so now got control of my penis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> give, give me, give me ten thousand dollars, and I will unlock your penis. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Daddy. Uh, on second thoughts, keep the money. <laughs> and there, there you go. They're, they're doing it for about seven hundred and fifty quid. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I said, oh, like that was, oh, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reasonable. So they're, they're only asking for 750 quid. Um, you have to pay them in Bitcoin and then you get your penis back. So if anybody out there has one of these penis clamps that is uh, controlled by your mobile phone, be careful. They're not completely safe. There we go. We add uh, value on this podcast. And exactly. Anyone that says we don't can needs to check themselves we notice from our demographics that quite a large number of our listeners do have these kind of penis clamps so it's our i guess it's our duty to tell them you know it may be that would be the perfect product push for us we could advertise that couldn't we the cellmate penis clamp if if anyone out there from cellmates listening we'll do an advert for you we're cheap you can uh, Um, get 20 percent off with the uh with the code pepper penis uh pepper pen (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it did get me thinking that if I was in the situation where my penis was being remotely controlled by somebody somebody elsewhere, you would be somebody that I would probably call in that panic, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, my penis is locked up and I can't get it out. Um, Um, What would you advise me to do? If I'd seriously rang you and said to you, Travis, I've got my penis caught in a like a little box that's being controlled remotely would, by somebody overseas. I would advise you to go back in time and get a real job so that you have the money to pay them. That's what I'd recommend. <laughs> oh, you're useless. <laughs> I wouldn't call you. Scrap that. No, you'd call you'd you call it like the manufacturer or something. Because like, if the hackers could use the code to lock it, then maybe they can do it to unlock that's it. That's a smart piece of advice. There we go. That's the it's kind like, of thing I Surely mean. these things, it's like, oh, we've got control of your penis. Oh, factory reset. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> restore, restore late, like last backup or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll just do a software update. You get your penis back in no time. Or a hardware um, update. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've not. Have you knocked oh, your microphone out? Oh, for fuck's sake, I have, yeah. Oh, Luke! <laughs> Hello. Hello. I know what I... it is. What? It's the head of quality control. He's Why? keeping an eye on us. And he's going, this week. they're talking too long. Cut he's the fuming. <laughs> Take the him last, off air. The, la- the last few, I, I was actually happier. Hello? Yeah. Hello? I was actually, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually happier 
when he was on his Christmas holidays. To be fair, <laughs> um, because I've just get I just get it I just get it in the neck every week now. Like he's diligent. <laughs> he he's diligent, he, especially with this an hour and a half. I understand it. An hour and a half for two things. He's like nah, too long, um, which I get. But I get it in the neck the whole time. So that's good. It's because he likes me. <laughs> and this week, what? Yeah, I, I, I get all the tripe. You um, do. So this week two we've things. got two things. Yeah, we've got um, Django, 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 um, Django, Django, Roger, Roger, Django, Django, and then we've got Alpha Papa Bravo, uh, the movie Inside I'm Dancing, which you watched, Rory O'Keefe or something. Rory, o- oh, good, good start, getting the name wrong as usual. What, it is it not Rory O'Keefe? Rory O'Shea. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I had the Rory and the it O. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be mentoring a moron if, if Luke didn't fuck up the movie title. Rory O'Shea. Rory yeah. O'Keefe. Rory O'Shea was Rory here. Rory O'Shea. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's go then. Yeah. Let's go with um, you then. Oh, okay. What? This could be... What? Why? Why are you so... What? Oh. Just get, just get me notes up. Um, no, I'm just saying this film. Um, I... I can see why you are so in touch with your emotions now, by the way, because you watch too many films. And that's what I've concluded. These, <laughs> these films that you send me, they're so like, they make you feel emotion. Do you know what I mean? It, does, that make, <laughs> does that make sense? Uh, um, <laughs> ever since not, ever since Captain Fantastic, oh. you've just been so uncomfortable with the amount of emotions. I'm- this one pulls your heartstrings unbelievably doesn't it this yeah this film do you know what right i went into this film and i didn't watch any trailers i was first of all i was pissed off with it because it's got two titles what's it called i feel like dancing and inside and i'm dancing and rory o'shea was here um, inside i'm dancing so that was the first thing that i was like okay this is gonna get on my nerves because it's got two titles and then i saw I went onto Amazon and I had to, had to rent it and I saw the picture and it's 2004, but it looks very nineties. It looked like the, the cover yeah. for like an, an NSYNC album or something. And he's got the glasses on. Oh, right. <laughs> with the hair. Yeah. With the hair, with the spikes, Wait, the like, gel when is it, spikes. When is it set? I don't know. Is it set in like the time it was released? It was because it was 2004, but was it set in 2004? Because all of know. the tellies are like those big old box tellies. Like it, you could, it's dated in the sense that you go, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was us as when we were younger, it was when we were growing up. Right. But, um, but yeah. I, and, and then the opening scene is in a care home and it's severely disabled people. And yes. I just wasn't expecting that, you know, like there is it, are they, are they both paraplegics? The main two characters, is that the right word? Uh, okay. So just to quickly go over the movie in general. So it's, um, Thank it's, you. <laughs> 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 just, uh, just, just so you can correct all your notes, uh, very, very quickly. Um, uh, so it's, um, oh, what's his? He's got so we got two characters. You've got uh, Michael Connolly, who's got cerebral palsy, and he's stuck in a um, in a care home. And he then meets this guy called Rory O'Shea, who has muscle dystrophy. 
Okay, um, so Roy O'Shea has got muscle dystrophy. So, yeah, so Michael can't uh, speak because of his cerebral palsy. He can, well, he can speak, but obviously... Um, it's inaudible. Not, it's inaudible. It's in yeah, it's incoherible um, for most people. But Rory O'Shea has got muscle dystrophy, so he's got control of two fingers, finger and thumb, and he can use his face muscles to talk and everything. Um, and it turns he out that can talk, he could talk normally, Rory O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah. So he, he can talk absolutely normally. And um, it turns out that um, he can understand what Michael's saying because he had um, a relative that had the exact same thing. And so he could work out what Michael was saying a lot of the time. And so then these two go on a little adventure. And yes, it's the same as my movies and the type of movies I watch. These two mm-hmm. people going on a little adventure. On an adventure. But... but- yeah. There's a big difference here. Okay. And the big difference is the adventure is something that 99.9% or probably every single one of our listeners takes for granted. Mm-hmm. And that's independent living. Because these guys have got the control of their fingers, basically, to move their wheelchairs. But apart from that, they're fully reliant on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And their mission is to gain their independence with their living. And that's something that, you know, that's one thing that gets you thinking, like if I'm going to get like a little bit deep about it is you go like, well, it it must be really tough for somebody to be in that position. And and we just take for granted the fact we can walk and talk and all the rest of it. So they're going off on this little mission. And what's really cool about the Rory O'Shea character is he comes onto the scene and he's like, I'm not going to let this disability dictate the way I live. I'm going to live a normal life, right? He wants to go to the pub. He says things like, I want to go to the pub. I want to be arrested. I want to pick up women. I want to mm. do all that kind of stuff. And the Michael character is very much accepted that he just can't do anything at the start. You know, yeah. Michael's there. He he just is going through the motions in the care home. Rory O'Keefe comes in and he's a big character and he's a rebel and he just wants to live a normal life and be independent. And you're drawn to that. You're drawn to Mm. that energy that he's got straight away. You're like, he's a fucking cool character because he's been dealt a shit hand in life, but he's making the best of it. Mm. Well, I think it goes one, it goes two ways because obviously you've got Michael who's kind of come to terms with it. And he's, he's like, he decides before the movie started that this is who he is and that's all that's going to happen to him. And then, but the downside to that is you, probably won't fulfill things that you could be capable of that you don't know. But obviously Mm. the downside to Rory's point of view is that he's completely defiant of his disability and that hits him quite a lot when it, he, he struggles with it. Obviously he has his limitations and he gets more frustrated when people get in the way of it and his disability gets in the way of him being able to interact properly with other people. So he gets Mm. pissed off. Um, So obviously there's like, pros and cons to each attitude i think yeah as well so that's like, true because there's no perfect way to deal with it by the end of the i liked roy o'shea and by the end i was like i was getting annoyed with him because i was like sometimes in life you just need to like appreciate the people around you and take the support mm. and you he, he, he i kind of wanted to shake him and be like you've just got to let people help you a little bit because you're cutting your nose off to spite his face so much so that it's annoying and it's rude. And yeah. like, there's a scene where their carer or the main, the main cat, the main female, the main, which well, is still actor, isn't it now? The main female actor in, yeah, yeah. in, in the film is like, just because you're, 
you've got this disability doesn't give you the right to be a dick, basically. Mm. Um, she goes, she says it in a more eloquent way than I have. <laughs> um, well, not particularly, actually. It was like, just because you've got a disability doesn't mean you can be an asshole, is basically what yeah. she said. Um, yeah. Because she was and helping, she was helping the other guy with his words. Well, not helping him. She, he, she was getting him, Michael, to read from a dictionary um, so she could understand him better. Meanwhile, yeah. Rory just puts on this fucking metal punk music screamo stuff in the other room that no one can hear each other afterwards and he's like it's my right you work for us yeah and so yeah 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 so i kind of fell out of love with his character a little bit um because I, I came in and i was like he's got an awesome attitude to life but as it went on i've kind of got more and more pissed off with that character um and they have a scene there's a scene the scene where they go to the night that they go out clubbing is excellent <laughs> like they're they're <laughs> They're collecting money for charity, aren't they? And then they use the money that they get in the buckets to basically go to the pub and start chatting to a couple of girls and have a few <laughs> drinks. And and you know what, so right? Good. I was thinking the whole time, the first thought that popped into my head when they were in the pub smashing the beers was, how, how, how are they going to the toilet? Like, that was my first thought. I thought, how are they yeah. having a wee? These? And then there's a <clears> cutscene. And he's having a slash, isn't he? He's having a slash up against the wall outside. Yeah, uh, my, Michael pees out the side and because he, he's <laughs> yeah, leaning up. Because Michael can still move his whole body, but he's got the cerebral yeah. palsy means that it's um, restricted. So he's peeing out the side and he says something and Rory's just like, oh, I, was, I was wet anyway. And so yeah, obviously yeah, he yeah. just pissed himself. Like, he pissed his pants. Um, but no, so the 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 the... the, the the, so the film pulls on your heartstrings massively because you kind of want these two to achieve, even though like the odds are stacked against them due to their mm. disability. And it's a combination of that kind of like you feel sorry for them. And then there's the awkward banter and the awkward jokes and like it's like pushes it to the line, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. The, you, you, you've got to have a... Uh, a lighter sense of humour to enjoy the film because if you take life really seriously, this film will probably rub you up the wrong way with some of the stuff that happens, I think. Yeah, I think um, the, the one that stands out to me, um, there, there are two, two, two scenes that are close to the line but quite funny is the one where Rory's applied for independent living and he's, he's brought Michael along to be his lawyer Michael can't speak and so like and Roy just calls him a shit lawyer at the end of it but then when Michael uh, goes and applies for it uh, Rory comes along as his translator and the people on the yeah. panel are like Rory I think we have enough experience with people with oh, these disabilities yes. to like be able to understand could you wait yeah, outside yeah, please yeah. they send him out and then there's a moment and Michael starts talking and you can't and they're just like and they can't they're just kind of like nodding and going and then the next scene is Roy's back in the room translating. That was brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so the, the message that I kind of got from it was this like, I don't know, defiance of the odds type thing in terms of you should always try and, Mm -hmm. uh, make the most out of what you got was what I was picking up and then like it is always very sad and then it gets even sadder um, at the end because obviously mm -hmm. he dies at the end doesn't he mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there's the scene at the end where he dies and I kind of got to the end of the film and I kind of didn't know how I felt about it because the whole time it's just been predominantly sad and failure and you kind of 
feel sorry for Michael. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Michael has left the care home. He's gone independent living. He's fallen in love with a girl who then tells him that she can't be with him. So he loses his first love, if you like. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. his best mate, then his best mate dies and his dad's abandoned him and he's left at the end and he's on his own in that flat and he's looking at the wheelchair that Rory used to sit in and then he hears his voice and he says, let's go out. And he goes off and he's like wheeling down the high street and that's it. And I was mm. like, what What does this mean? Because <laughs> the kid's just been through so much turmoil. Is he all right? Like, mm-hmm. is he going back to the care home? Does he have a happy ending? Like, I, I just got to the end and I was like, it's been sad, 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 sad. And you know, you're waiting for it to pick up at the end and be like, oh, it's all all right because the hero's mm. back. Well, and he just <laughs> wheels down the high street and it all goes black. And I'm like, it left, it, it left me feeling unfulfilled in the sense. Do you know what I mean? I felt like I've not mm. understood. I've not been given closure. Well, I think the, I think it's, you can, you can, manufacture you can fabricate a happy ending in the sense that you've seen michael mature as a person who can like before rory was there in the movie michael wouldn't have been able to be an independent liver um yeah an independent liver um and then be able to live independently yeah (laughs) there we go one Um, of those sentences is correct will (laughs) take your pick audience (laughs) but then it was like the effect that rory like had on him that makes me think like at the end of the movie like even though all that's happened i think he's in a better state because obviously him with siobhan um they fell out because he thought he loved her she said he couldn't be with him but at the end he has to go to her to get her to translate for him when he goes back oh, to the does. council. Yeah. Um, and it's like after the funeral, he, him and her are talking and he kind of says, you know, thank you. And there's no like baggage that's going on there. And he's obviously matured and recognized that, you know, th- there are some, he, he's experiencing life. And I think that goes hand in hand with, um, the beautiful, beautiful thing that he does is he, he, even though Rory's dying, he renews Rory's application for independent living because it's Michael that gets the independent living. It's not Rory. Rory's his like live in translator, but that's yes. how he gets it for Rory. Um, but he goes back and reapplies. Um, and in his talk with the person, he says like, they said that he was irresponsible and therefore wasn't allowed the grant. Rory's irresponsible. And he said, but that's not how you learn. You learn by being in the real world. And so we see Michael at the end having learned so much and he now exists in the real world and can go and function. So if you're, def- obviously we don't know because there's no thing at the end and that says, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, there's um, not, is there? But I would, I would like to assume that there's no necessarily happily ever after everyone has their own problems in life. But Mm. I think Michael as a character is at a point where he can live an independent life and Mm. that's a happy ending in some senses, but there'll be other unhappy moments. Cause I think on the whole, it's like a nice message and it's a different spin and it's a, Mm. it's a good watch. And one thing that I do think is the storyline is very basic. Like the storyline is so basic, but then to a certain extent, they're limited to what they can do, aren't they? So, like, it, it, you can only do so much in their situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be like, and now he's a 
pilots. Due to his disability, the the story it must have been hard to write a story. But I was kind of like at the end, I was like, our oh, story's been a bit basic, and they've not really done they've not really done much. Mm. But you know, like for your journey stories, if if if, if I compare that to the Grand Budapest Hotel, for example, I love that <laughs> film because they they were here, there, and everywhere. Right, they were doing all these things, they were meeting all these people. They go on a real journey, even though this is a journey film. They don't really go very far. Does, yeah. does that make sense? It's, it's not like a, a physical journey no. where you actually go somewhere. It's like a mental, internal, it's internal, internal yeah. adventure. Let's call it a, Eterna- let's call it an internal adventure. <laughs> they go on an internal adventure together, and um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of just knock about in the kitchen, listen to a bit of music, go to a party, uh, have a few awkward encounters, and then he dies. And it's like, oh, okay, um, but yeah. So I'm going to say, would I recommend it? Um, Yes, I would, but mm. it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the top. I yeah, think yeah. It, was a shit, it, was, it wasn't a shit film, but it's not been the out of all the stuff you've given me. I've preferred a few of the others more. Yeah, yeah. I think nice. than this one. But I did like. I did like how brave it is with the humor because they take a very delicate, sensitive subject mm. and take the piss out of it to a certain extent. And they they show the lighter side of it as well. They do. Like. And that's a good, that's a, that's a cool thing because there's lots of taboo subjects that we don't talk about that we probably should mm. more, if that makes sense. So it does, yeah. does, does do something there. Yeah. There's a difference between like laughing, uh, in the face of like, you know, limitations and laughing at someone in, who is in the face of limitations. There's, like, oh, I can't do this, but let's have a laugh. And then there's, oh, you can't do that. Oh, we're laughing at you because you can't do that. There is a fine line between this the This whole two. podcast is based on that second premise <laughs> of you and other people in the world laughing at me <laughs> for my limitations. No, no. So don't, we're, don't we're, try and get all we're laughing. fancy. <laughs> well, it's, it's the comedy thing. What is it? Is it, is it oh, Eddie Murphy? The quote is? Comedy in comedy, you can only punch up. Like that's that's the one rule of comedy. You can only punch up. So you can only take the piss out of people who've got it better than you. Because if you take the piss out of people who've got it worse than you, you're being a dick. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. No, that I, that that makes sense. I was going to say. So yeah, that is a film that I would say people check out. Rory yeah. Rory O'Keefe is dancing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rory O'Shea, Rory O'Shea was here. Or inside, I'm dancing. <laughs> Why has it got two? That's I pathetic. don't know. Like yeah. it was like, I, it, it was it's called Inside I'm Dancing, but it was also released under the title Rory O'Shea was here. Um, maybe they were like, hey, the 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 Eng- that's okay in Ireland, but in England they won't understand it, so we're going to call it something else. Yeah, it's one okay, of those ones. Fair enough. So, so yeah, it's a there win. We go. It is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a still, win. I still would, got it. I would say it was worth my time. Travis's movies it. recommendations have still got it. They've still got it. Mm. I can't wait for the day I find one that doesn't. But I have to be honest and say when I do think they're worth a watch and they are. But yes. I'm looking forward to the day I can be like, that was a load of shite. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll do one of my like guilty pleasures, like my you know, my love of superhero films or something like that. Oh, I'll send Christ, one of them your yeah, way. That would be, be a load of tripe. Um, 
I it just find it so as I said at the start, I can understand why you're such a you're full of so many different emotions. These films <laughs> just drum them into you. You've been brainwashed into an emotional ball of pepper by these like emotional ball of pepper. <laughs> I'm a peppercorn, is basically what you're saying. I'm an emotional peppercorn. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that, it. That could be that can be our next kids' book, the journey of the emotional, the emotional peppercorn. peppercorn. Yeah, he goes on a little journey to meet. Like you put him in a grinder, and he, he meets, puts his emotions everywhere. He 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 goes and meets different condiments. He falls out of the grinder as a little peppercorn, and he goes on a journey around the salt, around <laughs> the uh, spices cabinet, and he can meet different. <laughs> um, he can meet different condiments on his way. Oh, it's got to be a so. journey. But if it's it's like two people on a journey, then it will have to be like salt and pepper or something like that. If it's two people on a journey, but maybe it's like people that, um, maybe it's like two people that shouldn't get along because usually that's what it is. So it's like Mr. Peppercorn and Mr. Oxo Cube or something like you technically, you wouldn't <laughs> like chili, see them two. It'll be like, uh, <laughs> it'll be like peppercorn and chili pepper. That would be it. It'll be like chili peppers too spicy for peppercorn. <laughs> <laughs> Pe chili peppers getting on peppercorn's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just said chili pepper. They're in a band. They can start a little band. <laughs> the, the and they'll be, like, they'll be like, hey, what shall our band be called? I think it should be called the Peppercorns. Of course. What else would we pick? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, just quickly, whilst we're on stupid chart kids books, have we figured out whether we can actually publish Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Tickle yet? Due to, because um, I know we were looking at, what what is it called? Propaganda, not propaganda laws. Parody laws. No, what's the what's the thing I'm thinking of? What did YouTube Parody. do us for? Oh, um, copyright. Copyright. Yeah, that's it. Plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. Plagiarism. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, we've been looking at plagiarism laws to figure out: can we do it or can we not? Because if we can, we need to move. Still on working on it. Still working on it. Okay, but we are working on it, people. It is the challenge of 2021 that we yeah. will try and do. Awesome. Anyway. Let's talk about jingly jangly indie guitars. Do you know what, actually, right? Just before we dive into the jingly jangly indie guitars. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to say something that's going to make this even. Okay, go on. Um, somebody said to me this week, Travis is horrible to you. You haven't had the chance to recommend an album in ages, and you've been really good with like listening to his screamo <laughs> stuff and taking it on board. And last week, all he wanted to do was be like, oh, not another jingly jangly indie guitar. <laughs> so the people are shouting for me back. That's what they want. They miss it. They miss well, my recommendation. I would accept that, but I've only recommended you one screamy album. <laughs> two. One. two. In my head, two. Who was in the other one? Two. Oh, no, um, it's not My Chemical Romance. That's not yeah, a screamy that's album. Yeah, a screamy album. No, no, no. My. Well, then you could be like, oh, that's not a jingly jangly album. And I'll probably be like, yeah, it's a jingly jangly album. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find out because I don't think what I've given you this week is a jingly jangly guitars. <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay. So, um, Django Django, Django 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 by Django Django so this is the debut album from um 2012 British rock band uh art rock band according to Wikipedia well based on that let's take a look at the artwork then um uh, this is a typical Luke Pitkin artwork it's full of lots of colors it looks like a <laughs> yeah <laughs> it looks like a sparkly prism armadillo in the desert that's how I describe it that's that's a good. That's probably the best yeah. description of that ever that I've okay, heard. Okay, good. 
It's I just would have you, said a paint you, smudge in the desert. <laughs> paint smudge. You, you usually do the the artwork breakdowns uh, in our reviews, so I'm glad cool. I've done it. Loot picking level. Thank you for because I'm a sucker for that. Like I'm I'm one of those people that buy based on the packaging, <laughs> and I look at albums <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> that's I'm fair. Very- that's fair. Um, I usually people would like talk down to that. But I met someone who, uh, here in Germany, and I was asking what they were doing, and they were into branding, physical branding. And so that's like packaging and what, design. What, what they do to cows? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> when you said physical branding, I thought you meant like when they brand, you know, when they put the hot poker on a cow, that's where my head went. Okay, it's one, it's one thing to get like that mixed up, like just from the words, but to also mm. think that it's a course that one is studying. <laughs> I guess so. It's pretty straightforward, Luke. I'm not gonna lie. But why did you say physical branding? What's the difference between physical and virtual branding? Uh, one's okay, like website design, and one's yeah, yeah. packaging. This is this is like so. This is physical branding. This tissue box is physical. Branding. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so I was like, you. I was like, that's oddly specific. Why did you get into that? And he said, Well, I'm one of those people that I'll buy it based on what it how it looks. And mm. I'm like, if it's not got good packaging, I'm not going to buy it. And he had, he had a beer once and it was like an amazing beer and he was just like but the label is shit it's so mm. shit this this mm. label doesn't represent the product and it's not good enough and so he was just he's gotten into this course because he's like everything that's good quality products needs good quality branding that's what people going to buy and so I was like oh that's kind of like you fell subject to the corporate branding but now you're turning it and like if you can't beat them, join them kind of situation. <laughs> Just like, well, I'm going to come in from the inside and as an idiot that falls for all of your branding techniques, I'm going to use them to make the best branding ever. So, yeah. And that's, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I would not talk down to it, even though I just claimed that I was an idiot, but that's not true. So, uh, armadillo, multi-coloured, metallic-y coloured pattern thing in a desert. Um, Very nicely quite- visual. And as we just spoke about, you know, having packaging that represents the uh, the product, I would say, yeah, it's quite fitting because it's kind of quite a um, psychedelic-y kind of uh, ambient-y kind of soundscape album, which calls on quite a few different uh, old school genres at points um, and old school I sounds. Know, I don't know if it's a musical term, but I always describe it as Aztec. To me, it always feels Aztec. It feels tribal. 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 Yeah. There's there's one uh, there's one song where it's got like um, like tribal drums. Well, the building. Quite a few. The 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 first one is the main one. So the introduction. So Mm. just remember jangly guitars, right? So the introduction I thought was really cool. So yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I thought it was like. I was like, All yeah, yeah. So it's like ambience, you know, this kind of soundscape kind of thing. It's cool. Uh, this kind of really corny, cheesy synth comes in with these tribal drums. Mm. And I'm like, mm, okay, doom, okay. Doom, um, doom, 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 and so it, start, it starts doom, in like triple time, which gives you, d- 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 which gives it slow. And then it builds up into uh, the second song, which is Hail Bop. Yes. Which goes, starts going with that 4-4 four, four time, that boom. Boom, yeah. and and to be honest, I thought it felt like it was you know Rasputin, 
I was getting that kind of vibe and a bit of like an ABBA vibe as well. So I was like, okay, all right, all right this is cool. So I can dance with you, honey, if you think it's funny. Does your album know that you're out? Bum, 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 bum. Um, however, then oh, no. it comes in with what I, 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 so after my jangly guitar comment, I listened to the intro and I was walking to the shops and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. cool and I basically it? stopped and went, oh, come on. Because they just put in this kind of clean, jangly, slightly out of tune guitar, which I which, personally thought was the worst sound ever. Which, was, which, which this track? Hail Bop. I mean, how bop? How bop? Yeah, I like how bop. bop. How bop? Yeah, how bop? And I was like, I was so annoyed, and it had the two. I know the sounds you mean. And it's the two the things I like least about this uh, this genre, and it was the the guitar and the vocal style, and it's the the and I'm just like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is. Oh, and I was like, come on. Remember like, how hard I tried with the scream? Just remember yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so like, so like, so like, so like how you, you had the screaming like at the beginning of yours and you were like, mm. you were probably like, whoa, mm. calm down, mate. With this one, yeah. I was like, oh, cheer up, mate. Fucking hell. Like, Bit of energy. It's like a happy oh, song and you just got this. And I was like, oh, guys. And... The only bit, the bit I liked about Hellbot was the, and they're taking off again. Da, okay, da, da. Yeah. Uh, and the R's were okay. But apart from that, I was like, never have I, it's like, it's, it's like someone was bigging up. It's like, oh, yeah, come, come meet my friend. He's the best friend ever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. It turns out he's a twat. And then like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to struggle to bring it back, mate, but like, carry on, keep talking. Um, so Hellbop, like, <laughs> it put me in such a bad mood. Oh, I really like Hellbop. It's one of my favourites. Um, and But what kind of tried to bring it back was Default, because mm -hmm. this is the song with the least vocals in it, because <laughs> it's just the glitch vocal, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, so it had this kind of cool glitch. Default, I put down, it was it a was good track, well-written, um, very repetitive, and it had that kind of same annoying guitar sounds in that. So I was like, I kind of at this point were like, okay, it's just going to have to bite and deal with it because I'm assuming this guitar <laughs> sounds going to be on the rest of the album because it's their thing. So James, you're going to have to just fucking get over it. And I was like, all right, fine. Um, but the cool, like default was creative, like really creative with the sounds. Um, mm -hmm. So it was cool. But yeah, just very, very repetitive. And by the first time I listened to it, um, I was just playing a computer game at the time and I just had it on the background. And then I think the album had been on like three or four times and mm. I had no knowledge of like where anything was in the album, like, because it was all kind of like throughout the album. And I was like, okay. So I, it was what only one haunted I, house. Why is it haunted house? No, it was why, a, did it was ghost, like, why did you just do a ghost no, noise? I would describe this Ooh. as like, 
mighty boosh the album or something like that it's just okay. like just like yeah. oh we're in the desert now listen to the seagull is that a crab but we're in the desert like that's how i imagined this album and i was like yeah, it's Ghana. and i was just like fuck uh-huh. you know like it's like okay go back to being de- depressed that was easier don't be cheerful that's weird um no it was it was actually i, I quite like default um the next three songs i found very very difficult um it Fire, was, isn't it Firewater next? So Firewater. Firewater. I liked, they kind of went for this cool old, they went for this like 1950s style vocal arrangement if the 1950s was drearier. Um, so they still had that kind of like vocal sound because it's the guy's voice. Um, but it's kind of got this old school 1950s vibe, which I felt came up a, a couple of times. Later in the album, you have, um, God, these names, I've spelt them wrong. Uh, Love's Dart and War mm-hmm. had that kind of 1950s vibe and a bit of a surf rock, um, which was cool. But yeah, first came up in Firewater and it had a nice build up. But apart from that, um, yeah, wasn't wasn't too fussed. Waveforms went back to annoying me. It was all right from an arrangement of a song, but the I've written this annoying riff sounds like it was written by a GCSE student on a Casio keyboard that I want to punch. Which you're, was a bit mean. you're one of those like musical snobs, aren't you? Like when I was knocking out Rugrats on the keyboard, <laughs> thinking I've like <laughs> smashed life doing the Rugrats theme tune. You're there, like. Hmm. This isn't Beethoven's symphony. Um, Zoom Zoom is the only track on the album that I can't do. I, oh yeah. And then next it says Zoom Zoom. It's got an arrow from the annoying GCSE keyboard player saying, how did they make it even worse with Zoom Zoom? Um, It was kind of going well. (laughs) 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 Okay, carry on. It was kind of Zoom Zoom um, was kind of arcade. Is Hand of Man? Is Hand of Man on this album? Yes. I like Hand of Man. Wait, 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 like wait, wait, wait. We're not there yet. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to find something that's positive in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just let me get Zoom Zoom out of the way, and then I could be a bit nicer. Okay. Like, that's fine. Yeah, Zoom Zoom. So, I don't like that track. I, I was uh, like, I'm, I'm quite happy. This is when I said I like a couple of tracks on this album sound like they were composed for computer games, like Pokemon or RuneScape or something like that. But the soundtracks for Pokemon and RuneScape are better and they you can also play a game how is this song five minutes long was for zoom zoom like i couldn't deal with that one yeah i can't deal with that one i have to skip that one um the notes for hand of man it says this is first note this is a lot more promising yeah quite nice yeah so i haven't got many notes on this song just like starts better this is promising quite nice but I put like three ticks next to it. This was my favourite song on the album, but I don't have anything <laughs> more to Man's say good. about it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's there with like three ticks. Like, You're one of those people that has loads to say negative, but nothing to say when anybody does anything positive. You're the first <laughs> one there to slag things off. But if something's actually quite good, all you can rummage is three ticks. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> You're but just one is- of those people that are like, more than happy to put people down. But, I'm not but they, they, com- these not are some comment. solid ticks, though. These are like... Oh, they're good. Tick one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And then so it's like... Take it back as long yeah, as they're yeah. solid ticks. Yeah, then. come on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like the pen didn't run out halfway through or anything. It's a solid tick. Jeez. Solid tick. Give oh, me some. Jesus Christ. No, that was cool. Yeah. That kind of reminded me of like those um, 
so yeah, Hand of Man reminded me of like those 1980s rock and roll bands when they kind of do their little acoustic song on the album and it's a bit more, yeah, we've taken loads of drugs whilst we were doing the rock and roll song, but we need, really need to mellow out right now. So um, that was quite cool. Uh, loves, loves Dart, yeah. Um, has the same chords as Zoom Zoom. Cool vocal, really like 1950s yeah. style arrangement as well. Um, God, I'm trying to remember the vocal. Love start no longer show. Yeah. Find yourself back at the start. It does that as well. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I quite like Love Star. That got that got that got one solid tick. One solid tick. One solid tick. There is a song which has two solid ticks, and that's War. Okay. And I like that. Mm-hmm. really like it's got that surf rock beach boys kind of vibe mm-hmm. um like the shadows western it's like country western movie kind of vibe for that um which then made me think of django unchained and i was like ah django yeah django django cool um so i enjoyed making that little connection myself on my own whilst listening to an well album done. no one cares um I'm doing solid ticks yeah um storm cool there's a cool little vocal where they call they do pull it up. <laughs> I've written, but I've, I've forgotten what that means. Storm, Django, Django lyrics. Yeah, so they do pull it up and steer it over. Stop the lights. The game is over. Yeah, it's it's a really cool part of that song. Steer it over. Pull it up and steer it over. Stop the mm-hmm. lights. The game is over. And I thought that was cool. Um, but the good guitar was. Yeah, I'll stop commenting about I'll stop commenting about the guitar. Um, life's, <laughs> <laughs> life's a beach. Um, cool hook. Um, the guitar riff in that is all right. Uh, as much as I don't like the sound. Um, the guitar riff is composed very well. And the bridge per section. It's the bit where it's got the claps. Uh, we gonna get it done. I love is gonna show. I really like that. Like that ending. So that got it a solid tick. Um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One solid tick. Okay. <laughs> um, and so yeah, and then the last two songs are um, so skies over Cairo was kind. I found it kind of similar to Zoom Zoom, but like not as bad Spacey, as Zoom Zoom. That one. Spacey, um, yeah. Egyptian style, yeah. Egyptian, Egyptian which it comes with the Aztec. name Skies, Skies of Cairo. Aztec being on a completely different continent to Egypt. But yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, I get what you mean. Kind of <laughs> Egyptian um, Aztec, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, cool. <laughs> sounds like a new, sounds like we've created a new form of cotton. Yeah. It's got that like, the, the, it's got the Egypt riff. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, yeah, if you play that on, what, what's it, <laughs> it called? It almost sounds like the thing when you go, to the back cave, Robin. <laughs> if it was like... It's the Egyptian. It's the Egyptian, Egyptian Batman. <laughs> to the pyramid, Tutankhamun. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. Um... <clears throat> And Silver Rays was, I've got no notes for Silver Rays. Didn't really think much of it. But, so overall, the album was very creative. Yeah, Um, I like that. I'll take that. 
Um, I think it is a creative album. It it wasn't like my sound, but Hand of Man I thought was a very quality song, followed by War. Uh, the other kind of highlights um, were that kind of 1950s sound in Love Start, um, Life's a Beach, the the bridge with the claps. That was a good part. Mm-hmm. And Default is is that their like most famous song? Is Default? I don't know their thing. Oh, yeah, I tell you, probably it'll be up there. Default is a good track. Uh, Hellbop, I think, is good. Firewater, I also right. like as well. Okay, yeah, it's their top track. So default is 27 million and the next highest is less than 10 million, which is Life's a Beach. Oh, and Hellbop. Sorry. Um, I like Hellbop. <laughs> I re- Do you know what I really like? The intro into Hellbop, the way that it just it just goes, you know, you've got all the like jungle sounds around you of the tweets and the birds and then mm. it just goes, oh, shit, you know, I've just Don't hit the microphone again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It stayed though. How good's that? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it shouldn't need to. Stop smacking the microphone. <laughs> Stop smacking it. Right, come on, put me out of my misery. Are we in or are we oh. out? We shake it all about. Um, don't sympathy put it in. I don't no, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to give you any sympathy. Yeah, um, I want I, Sonic not, ticks. I would not, not. recommend it to oh. people. Um, this but, show's a joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit co-host. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know what? Right, I've given you. All right, I'm, I'm obviously not telling you when I do it. I, I, so I've given you like, what did I say at the very start of season one? There's five. There's five albums that I've got that, like, to me, are five of the biggest albums in my life. And Foles, Total Life Forever, that went down the pan. Yeah, Django, 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 Django is one of those. That's oh God. also gone down the pan. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say, I'm. That's what I'm not. Made that one in. Yeah, yeah. Survived. Yeah, and. Um, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons, Sign No More, survived. So it's two apiece. There is one final album. It's 50-50. That's a 2-2. Will the last one make it in? I'm not going to tell you when it's going to come. And it won't be the next album. It will be at some point. You're going to have to wait for the fifth. The fifth Luke's biggest albums. Yeah. um, Well, you you, you, you didn't put in my favourite album of all time. Do you know what, though? I was going to do at some point a little reprise and say I think I've made a mistake there and I think like we should at some point spin it back around and put it in because I do think I yeah if, if, what, if I can double back on my decision it's the only one I regret really yeah honest it, uh, honest hand on heart is that is that do- because you've listened to all of these other albums and gone oh god yeah maybe that wasn't so bad shitting out yeah I think, I, think, <laughs> I think it is you know you know when you like date a girl and and then you fall out of love with her and you go on dates afterwards with like three girls that you and then you go oh actually the first one was the one oh <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> can I can I take it back with albums? I know that I can't with women. But well, I think albums. Maybe, okay. I think albums are a lot more forgiving uh, than relationships. So so I'm sure if you ask if you ask her nicely, then Welcome to the Black Parade might take you back. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, maybe next week because I haven't got the tune set up. But we should we should give it a little if we're gonna if we're gonna put it back in. We should okay. Do. Well, we'll do it. We'll set off next, next week. week. We'll put an honor. We'll do an honor. And I'll write, I'll write an apology. To, <laughs> for, to my, my chemical, chemical romance, romance and, and the Black Parade <laughs> album specifically, and I will next next week. I'll come with my apology, and then we can put the album back into the playlist. Yeah. And by by all means, this isn't if you give Luke enough grief, he'll <laughs> bend over and do what you tell him. So, like, I've, I've I've given Luke lots of grief. 
over the over the years, and he's he's always stuck to his guns. So yeah, this time is the first time where I think I've made a mistake. Wow! And I'm happy to put my hands man. up and say I've made a mistake. Be the little man. Um, <laughs> you're the big man. What? To me, you're the big man. Mainly ah, that because you're because you're on my big screen and you right. kind of does you some favors. Big screen, big ticks. Big success for the album, success. not success for Django Django. But if anybody out there with a decent music taste <laughs> wants to listen to a decent album, check out then Django, My Django, Chemical Django, Romance. Welcome Django to the Black Parade. Parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do next week, my man? So we're going to do the book. Let's. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get around to the book next week. We've still got that on the works. Um, and then let's just throw some things in there from our lovely, lovely audience. So like a film album, I guess. Are there any documentaries in there at the moment? Or um, um, yeah, there is one that I would like to watch, actually. That someone's uh, put in? Oh, no, I put it in there. <laughs> oh, no, we can't do that. Right, we've done all of it. Let's take some recommendations from the bloody audience. God. Um, okay. So I don't, I'm, I'm just loading up the audience recommendations as we speak. So I picked the album last time. And you picked, you picked so, the film and the... Um, uh, okay, you can. So we can swap. Um, we'll do. Well, I'm picking the album. Shouldn't we do a spinner as well <laughs> for, for the other stuff? Or we could do a spinner next week if you want. Maybe. Give it back to you. What? Give it back to you. Oh, that's the album, right? Okay, that's what you're talking about. Um, I don't recognise any of these names or films. I've lost the ticket. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Luke, I'll give you a choice. I've narrowed it down to two. Uh-huh. I found Shh. it. We're going to do Pulp Fiction or okay. Sean the Sheep the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's Sean the Sheep. He's Sean the Sheep. How's it go? He even hangs around with those that cannot bleat. Yeah, that's it. Perhaps one day you'll find a way to come and meet with Sean the Sheep. We're doing Sean the Sheep. And that was a recommendation from Bubbles. Just for our audience, we have just picked to review Sean the Sheep the movie over Pulp Fiction. So join us next week. See ya. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening. Because you've made it until the end, I'd like to think that you've enjoyed yourself. If you did, or even if you didn't, then uh, just leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at Mentoring a Moron Podcast, where you can get in touch, send us recommendations, and see how we're getting on with our challenges. See you next week.